is for perception, and C is for Cosmopunk. Vesk Don't Wear Ties, a homebrew Starfinder story featuring the crew of the Leica 7. Hi, I'm Cypher, and I play Ryder, the Leica 7's resident Yosaki operative and pilot. They told Ryder she could be anything she wanted to be, so she became a Where's Wally book, filled with blades. Hello, I'm Ty, and I play Radar, a Yamalton commando. His main interests are guns and violence, and uh, that's about it really. He's not that deep. Hi, I'm Pan, and I play the android kobold mage Baphomet, captain of the Lyca 7, and currently missing on the trail of a mysterious message. And I'm RJ. I normally play the ship's Vesk mechanic V, but I don't have to think of an intro for them this time, because I'm the GM. Yay! Last time on Cosmopunk, Radar and Ryder checked out of their hotel for the final time on Conqueror's Forge, before heading out to collect their fraudulently purchased Vesk wardrobes. However, after docking the Lyca in the collections bay, something seems... off. Suddenly, Ryder realises they've been rumbled, and are caught up in a trap set for them by the Vesk head spy, Secretary Azdraia. As Azdraia watches from an observation platform, the same war drones they are intending to collect are set loose on the Lyca, and a brutal battle ensues. Despite taking a few of the drones out, the Lyca's engines are disabled in the fight, leaving the crew trapped. As a last-ditch gambit, Radar threatens to fire one of the Lyca's nuclear weapons point-blank at the Secretary, bringing the battle to a stalemate. Eventually, cooler heads prevail, as Dryer agrees to end the battle if Ryder and Radar agree to do him a boon in return. He promises to let them go free, plus repair the Lyca, and even let them keep the drones they plan to steal, and in return, all they need to do is clear up a small problem he's been having with some Aslanti-affiliated mercenaries who've stolen an important piece of weather manipulation technology from Vesk 8 and are making their escape. Not being the trusting sort, Secretary's Dryer takes V's Tomto's body from the Lyca as collateral. Rearmed, re-equipped, and with a freshly restored Lyca, the crew heads off to chase down the Aslanti vessel for Fortune Limro. Episode 7, The Hunt. So, you are on the Leica 7, travelling away from the rest area. I'm sure you're happy to see the back of it. Yeah, fuck it. You have an estimated tracking position for the Fortune Limri, which has left Vesk space, but is in neutral space. Yeah, they're jump drives damaged, isn't it? Yes, so one of the important things to note about the Fortune Limri is that during the offensive on Vesk 8, its sister ship, the Kurosai, was destroyed and the Fortune Limri was damaged. Yes, it's now its warp drive is uh, inactive. Yeah, so it's now limping its way back through neutral space to Aslanti space, presumably to fulfil whatever agreement they have with the Aslanti. From so, who's flying? Ryder's flying, aren't they? Yes, she will be. Very, very angrily flying. <laughs> <laughs> what does angry flying look like? Just sort of like hunched over the um, <laughs> the control stick, just like glaring down the the reticles sort of thing. <laughs> Love how, uh, what was it, last campaign, Ryder was like, Radar, don't fly angry. <laughs> In case you haven't realised, Ryder can be a little bit of a hypocrite. <laughs> Just a bit, yeah. Yeah, can I have a piloting role from either of you, but this is for navigation uh, more than piloting? 
would that be a, mm. like a science station role? Because I could do it through Fly Guy. Uh, I see, uh, uh, how does like, navigation work in this? Because aside from point point your ship at I the enemy and press go, like is it? It's definitely piloting. Well, I mean, if you're flying faster than light, you've got to um, know what you can swing around at uh, light speed in order to get like a slingshot advantage. No, it's all it's yeah. all maths at that point. Which is piloting, right? Rider, <laughs> give me a piloting. Ty, give me a science roll. Oh, physical set. Oh dear. Thirty-six for piloting. Or you can also use computers if you want to make the navigation. I'd like to use computers, please, GM, because I just. I imagine you would. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. uh, And what was yours, Ryder? Sorry. Thirty-six. You are in the drift. You are approaching the Fortune Limerite, and you can see that the Fortune Limerite is heading in a trajectory that will take them past a small orphan planet that's orbiting a very distant star in the middle of the neutral zone. You know, flying in real space over long distances absolutely munches fuel. So it's a plausible jump that they're looking to stop at this planet and refuel. Or repair. Or repair. Ryder. Yeah, what? They're stuck in real space. Their engine's damaged. Which means they'll be trying to like conserve as much fuel as possible. They won't have much. So what they're probably doing is heading for this planetoid. So this is their projected line here, and he's punched to it on the digital screen. That's where they're going. That's where they'd stop. Can you get us there? Uh, yeah, I can get us there. Do we not want to dive in on top of them? Uh, straight out of the drift? Once we're there, we can position locally. It's just this is this. we're in the macro phase right now before we get to the micro. So if we get there, we can set up and wait. All right, sure. I've been having a think. Oh no, careful. I know, but but here, let me let me just say this out loud. It may not make sense at the end of it, but two vessels, ostensibly Islanti vessels, yeah. managed to penetrate into the Vescarium. Mm-hmm. Did they fight their way in? Uh, did we? No, we just flew in as, as a civilian thing. But sure. Also remember, we... these, these craft weren't overtly Islanti. They're, they were. They're Aslanti, RJ. They've just got a different name painted on them, <laughs> and they've both been modified. It'd be like saying that the uh, the Leica Seven is a Vesk ship. Yeah, that's probably why they let us into the Vescarium. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean to an extent. But uh, so just just re- rewinding a bit, those two ships that you saw looked like they'd been repurposed from the Aslanti. So they weren't overtly Aslanti, but they had okay. like some Aslanti markings, like cut here and like no step and stuff like that. Yeah. So. They're Aslanti vessels, probably ex-military, that have been repurposed for these mercenaries. Do you reckon they're going to have some kind of, like, localised stealth, like Chameleon? Uh, I don't, I don't know. There's no way of knowing that. We'll just have to show up in front of them and deal what we deal with. I guess we'll just have to be prepared for that. Well, you've got to roll with the punches sometimes. Yeah, um, I'm going to do some engineering things, see if we can sort of I'm going to prep an algorithm in case our sensors need redoing, just in case they are stealth. Sure. Uh, have you still hooked up all of the um, the weaponry to the uh, my flight station, yeah? Uh, you've got the fixed Gatling and I've got the nukes. Okay, what about shields? Who's doing shields? Uh, fly Guy. Alright. And I guess Fly Guy's doing everything else as well to keep the ship running? No, I've got a fair old bit. I'll keep an eye on engineering in case we take a hit. I'm in the commander's seat. I can just 
reach over, I guess. I'll get up out of the seat and move. Uh, I hate running the ship on skeleton crew. It was difficult enough when it was just me and V. Well, we'll have V back soon. Assuming they don't turn into a vegetable. Uh, vegetable? <laughs> how have we not seen that this entire campaign? Ryder, like, pinches her brow. <laughs> Something wrong, Ryder? I don't know. I just wanted to get this done quickly and cleanly, and it's turned into another fucking mess where I'm doing someone else's dirty work for them. I mean, I don't want to give you the could-be-worse speech. Then don't. Radar is, is tapping away on the engineering console uh, while he's having this conversation. The planet that you're approaching on from your computer you've got is Planet Onkalo. There's not much information on it, but it's pretty much unoccupied, cold, windy, like ice planet, orbiting a very distant star. Frozen rock uh, kind of thing. Does it have rings or something we can use as cover? It's out in the distant plains. It doesn't have the protection of a large gas giant to draw meteorites and meteoroids away from it. So in the past, it's taken a few hits from large stellar objects, and it now has a lovely, pretty set of rings. Well, they look like dust rings, but up close, they're like big fucking rocks. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You are coming out of the drift at this point. So how are you approaching the Fortune Nimrod? We'll do the slingshot maneuver. We'll go around the uh, back of it and then approach the ship head on from the front. While we are behind the planet, can I attempt a stealth roll to hide us from sensors doing the maneuver that we did in Engines of Hatred? Yes, so the deal with that is it'll be reduced engine power, but in exchange, increased stealth. Yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. So you'll set a fixed trajectory, shut down your engines, turn on your stealth, and then basically coast about invisibly. And if you activate your engines, your stealth is reduced, but if you shut them down again the next turn, assuming they haven't got missile lock on you or they haven't actively blown bits off your ship, then... So, Radar, what I want to do, I want to drift around the back of this planet, right. approach them head-on with um, silent running, yep. and then when we're in striking distance, power the engines back on, you go hell for leather with the nuclear missiles, I'll open up fire with the laser turret, and then we just blast past them and then come back for another pass if the job isn't done first time. Yep. We're um, doing strafing runs in space. They're, yes. They're bigger than us, right? Or are they similar size? Uh, they're slightly bigger. So the, the Fortune Limerite is a little bit bigger than Like 7. No. Okay. Not by uh, much. They're the same vague class of ship. Right, I, I would suggest knocking out their veteran thrusters so they can't maneuver on the first pass. Veteran thrusters, see if you can disable their weaponry as well. We, do, we don't want them firing back. The, um, the fallout from the missile should sort of incapacitate them. Hell, if you can aim well enough, hit the bridge. Yeah. Knock out their uh, visibility. I'll aim for where we think the bridge is. I don't know if these are anti vessels. You exit the drift. <laughs> well, boom, indeed. You are on the far side of Planet Oncalo. The plant itself, it looks like mostly ice covered. You can see there's the scars of giant craters. It looks like there's massive concrete silos have been built into quite a lot of those craters for some purpose. Oh, I'm sorry, what? Concrete silos? Yep, so there's a whole bunch of massive concrete silos that someone's built into the craters. And beyond that, you can also see that there's a fuel station beacon there. It looks to be an unmanned station, so it's a... If you've ever been to a Tesco petrol station at like two in the morning and it's all just the, the robot pump. <laughs> it's like that, but in space. It's that kind of deal, but not in space, on a planet. Oh, uh, okay. So they're refueling then? There's a refueling station there. It's the beacon public one, or is it a military beacon? 
It's a public one. This isn't yeah. an Aslanti planet. This is... You don't know who it belongs to, but it's not affiliated with any particular faction. It is a neutral, look at our okay. cool concrete silos built to create a kind of deal. <laughs> okay. Is it worth doing a scan to see if there's other traffic in the area? Um, yeah, I think that'd be prudent. Yeah. Go for it. Do the scan. Okay. Run the Doing the science. Doing the engineering. Prevalent, not prudent. Yep. Yeah, uh, that is 31, plus anything the ship gives me. Yeah. 31's a good roll. You check through the scanners. You can see there is only one other ship that's immediately apparent to you, and it is the Fortune Limeri, which is on the other side of the planet. It looks good. like uh, they're slowly preparing to deorbit, potentially. Uh, their path is definitely going to take them like directly to this planet. Okay. Rod is going to flip all the switches um, above her head and take the ship into silent running. Yeah, Radar will assist with his switches. So the way we did this last time was a stealth roll and a pilot roll combined. Yeah, <clears> it's <throat> a piloting and a stealth roll. Okay. Uh, so just... is that both from me, or is Radar going to help with the piloting? Uh, Radar will assist with the piloting. Radar can help with the stealth. Can he? Oh. Okay, yeah, Daddy? assist from both. <laughs> so do you do the stealth and pilot rolls and add two from Radar's assist. Okay, so piloting is 30, and mm -hmm. stealth, 32. 32 and 34. Here we are. We're just a rock now. Uh, yes, you have, you are now ballistic, Laika. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, you flip the switches above your head, you radar tippity-taps at the engineering console. The engines all shut down, the ship enters into like night mode with the reduced lighting and reduce power systems. Everything is brought down to minimum. It's like all of the uh, the lights on the bridge go out and just this like very dim red light comes on. That's yeah. exactly what I had in mind as well. Yeah. Same. <laughs> and yes, you are now coasting with no obvious signatures that you're there. I mean, this, this planet isn't very big. If you imagine 30, 35 miles diameter. Planetoid. They, they claim planet status. Dwarf or whoever owns it claims planet status. Yeah, There's tax rebates if you own a planet. So oh, of course there is. <laughs> we are at silent running. You are at silent running. As the ship brings itself at this point around this planet, you can see for the first time through the dimly lit windows of the ship. You can see outwards towards the Fortune Limerite. Like I said, it's a broadly ovoid-shaped ship with a single large massive engine at the back. There's a pair of high-mounted uh, guns of some sort, and then on the belly, there's a third lower-mounted gun. The ship looks like it's taken a fair old beating. There's this down one side at least. There's scars, shrapnel damage, uh, burn marks. The other side looks all right, but you can tell that uh, this ship isn't really operating at full capability currently. Okay, um, we're just going to have beginning. like a, a close look at the uh, the ship. Whoa, whoa, and then whoa! Into radar. 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 Radar's just. Was in his room getting something. He's come back with his binoculars. Hey, the binoculars return. Yeah. yeah, she's going to take a close look through the through the binos, like at um, the ship. Yeah, sort of say, um, "Okay, you see that um, bit between the top of the bridge and the bottom of that cannon turret at the top." Yeah, I reckon there's going to be a magazine in there. You reckon? I think so. I don't know. I think the magazine might be buried slightly deeper, but the bridge is certainly worth targeting anyway. Sure, but if you hit between those, I reckon you could knock both out. It is a nuke. You don't have to be too accurate. Yeah. Mm. Right. Give me a perception roll. Okay. Both of us. Rider. Uh, Rider who has the binoculars. How about I? All right. <laughs> Not this time. Uh, Twenty-seven. 
while you're looking at the bridge, there's a Shirin and a human that you can see through the windows. It looks like they're having a, a heated argument about something. Huh. Oh! <laughs> Their day is about to get a whole lot worse. <laughs> Rhoda sort of looks at them curiously. She's like, um, that's weird. What? what? There's a Shirin on that vessel. Radar's going to use his bionic eye to zoom in on it. <laughs> Just give him the binoculars. She can hear Radar's eye whirring. It's like, <laughs> Radar, Radar, just, just take it. Just take the binoculars. Okay. I like to imagine she just like reaches up, pushes his eye zoom back into his eye, and then hands him the binoculars. It's like Bender's like eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> just what, comes what, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, just just he, use the binos. Well, right he looks through the binos. Like, uh, I'll carry over that perception because you're doing the same thing. There. Sure. They're having an argument. Yeah, yeah, but I thought Aslanti were just humans. Well, these are mercs. You know, they're not full Aslanti. You can see that one of them is dressed in Aslanti robes of some kind, but the other one is just dressed in merc gear. The human's in Aslanti robes, right? The human is in Aslanti robes. Right. Okay. Uh, not not armor so much, but more like smart formal robe type gear. Yeah. Radar looks at that. Pulls the binoculars away, puts them in there, safe stowage in his things. So either way, their day's about to get a whole lot worse. Do you want to do this then? Okay, get on your station. Yeah, Let's dance. Yeah. You have the element of surprise, so it is initiative at your leisure. Do we get a free like a free turn, basically? You'll get one free turn because you're approaching them in silent running. Right. I'm in seat. Fly guys at engineering and science. Right, it like zeroes in the gyro cannon. They just they're just gonna do like a fly past with like a seven. Oh, are you ready to power up? Because that's when we'll get the weapons online. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh commencing power up on your mark. Three, two, one, let's jam. Hits the circuit breaker, starts flipping all the things. The Leica 7 blazes into life from a tiny unassuming speck. Uh it suddenly becomes a uh, fully lit, fully powered up fully engineered and fully in their face ship. Suddenly one of the stars outside the, um, the Lumerize bridge gets a whole lot brighter. <laughs> yeah, if you be like just the... <laughs> yeah, the, the starscape is just suddenly like one of the uh, like the distant patches of stars suddenly like morphs into the shape of this massive ship that's... I mean, how close were you when you uh, came outside and running? Six feet. No, come oh, on. Really? Be, no. Um, we've got to be close enough to withstand a nuclear missile um, explosion. <laughs> a sensible distance away for engagement with nuclear weaponry. Three ship lengths. Three ship lengths, sure. Rhoda's going to open up with the chain cannon. She's going to aim right for the bridge. Do you want to roll initiative just for you and everyone so I can start sorting out how they're going to go? Okay, initiative. Kings, 15 plus. <laughs> roll initiative. <laughs> 15 plus 11, so 26. And the ship adds 3. And the ship adds 3, so 29. That's still fucking good. But we get a free go anyway. Yeah, we yeah. we're doing our free action. Yep, so this is your free action. So, get ready. Rider's <laughs> two actions will be to move the ship forward and then to fire. Radar's actions will be to fire. And then is there anything else we want to do? Oh shit, the drones! The drones! Yeah. 
Do uh, we want to um, launch drones at them? No, we'll we'll fight. If we board them, we'll use the drones. All right, they count as small ships. Do they have space thrusters? I thought they were walkie. One of them has flight abilities, which do extend into space, much like flybys. The other two do not. Yeah. Because one of them is a stealth drone, which was the the spindly one that can walk on surfaces but can't fly, and the other one was the heavy drone, which flies like a brick. It's too late now, anyway. And no, we'll use them mm. if we board. All right, that's fine. Yeah. Well, we we still want stuff that we can sell anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. I'd just rather not have them dinked. Um, sure. Yeah, so uh, we we only have countermeasures to hacking, so we can't hack. Can, any suggestions, GM? What could I do from a second action? Start writing a book. <laughs> yes, Radar shall do that. Uh, but yeah, in terms of this offensive, it's more or less just uh, you can fire stuff, you don't have to do any repairs and you don't have to do any manoeuvring because you know, you've just come out silent running. So. Oh, the pilot does the manoeuvring anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we'll shoot. Hurl yeah, shit I'd them. like to fire a nuke. You're both firing weapons, so if we take Ryder first, you wanted to fire the chain cannon yes. directly at them, which is 64. Uh, but first you roll to hit. Okay. Okay. Um, that is... Oh, it's, it's a 9 on the, on the dice. With ballistic weaponry. Which is plus ten, so nineteen. Yep. Ooh, you don't hit. Ah, bugger. But you do unleash a salvo from the chain cannon, and you can see that all your shots fly true. They, uh, you aim for the bridge, weren't you? Yes. So you see, uh, like ten or fifteen impacts of uh, these projectiles as they splatter into the bridge, but the shock wave of their impacts dissipates. The the chain cannon as well has a has a scope or a display screen that shows what you're aiming at. You can see on the bridge, the Aslanti loyalist and the Sheeran that you were looking at, both simultaneously shit their pants <laughs> and dive to like command positions. You can also see three other people join them on the bridge from your vantage point at least. Are you going to try and see who they are, or are you just gonna? Uh, well, yeah, she might as well as. Um... She's on the way. She's on the way past. Yeah, you, as a free action, give me a perception roll. Okay. Uh, for, for using your eyeballs. Yes, yes for perception. Uh, that is a seven plus fifteen. Mm. Twenty-three. Twenty-three is pretty good. Okay, two of them are fairly far back in the bridge, but they look to be human, and they look to be wearing some kind of armor. The fifth person looks to be a Vesk. All people. Huh. It's no one we know, is it? <laughs> it's nobody you know, as far as you can tell. Like, it's not Cinder, and it's not Captain Psyker, and it's not, uh, it's not V. And it's not. <laughs> yeah, those are the only three vests that I care about. The moment. Yeah. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, it's also not Captain Astraya or like Casper. Yeah, or if it was Captain Astraya, I'd be like, what? Not Kazashi. <laughs> or any of the multitude other. No, this is this is an unknown vest. Okay, Radar, I hit him. Doesn't look like I did any damage, though. See if you get better luck. Well, as those rounds are flying in towards the bridge, because it's all simultaneous, Radar is firing a nuke. <laughs> Go for it. Ranged attack. That is 30. Ooh. That, in fact, does hit. Good, because yeah. that's... The American National Anthem starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the damage for a nuclear missile... Where does he, where does he hit, RJ? Where were you aiming for, or were you he aiming for? He was aiming for, for the bridge. Uh, 
Yeah, that would be their forward shields, which... I mean, roll for damage. 5d8. Okay. So... 5d8. 5d8 for the new. 5d8. <laughs> so, 7, 14, 22, mm -hmm. 31. Oh, that was an 8. Yeah, and... 36. Okay, yes. You... You! I mean, how does the Leica... I imagine... I've always imagined when the Leica uses their nuclear missile launchers, they've just got, like, a series of portholes, like a nuclear submarine. It's a PLS, like... isn't it? Vertical launch system. Yeah, with, like, a little 80s um, pixely guiding system. <laughs> yeah. Mm. The Leica 7 opens her nuclear missile launcher platform and deploys one nuclear missile. It flies upwards... The targeting system engages, it begins to arc forwards and then streaks down towards the forward shields of this ship. There is a blinding flash of light. Can we get a reflex roll for both of you? Sure. <laughs> Ooh, 18 on the dice. And then radar's reflex is 9, so no, 27. Uh, yeah, 27 as well. 27. Okay, yep. You both simultaneously whip out your sunglasses <laughs> to avoid being dazzled by... <laughs> Fucking Castle Bravo, <laughs> as the entire Fortune Limerite is deflected from their current trajectory by a, a not insignificant amount. If you imagine that a giant had just kicked this ship hard in the face, it's now like it's traveling not quite square on its uh, long axis, it's like drifting sideways now. As uh, I imagine the uh, pilot on their ship is desperately trying to, to right it and get it traveling forward again. There is a whole lot of electrical arcing from part of it, and you can tell that their shields have taken a substantial hit. If you imagine, like, a ray shield around something, but you can see windows opening and closing in it as the whole thing tries to restructure to absorb the damage that you just caused yep. to it, it's that kind of deal going okay, on. Okay, standby. There's a further uh, effect. Go on. Irradiate. A weapon with this special property creates a wave of harmful radiation that penetrates shields and starship hulls. Living creatures on a starship struck by an irradiating weapon are subject to the level of radiation noted, in parentheses, which is one, uh, for 1d4 rounds of starship combat. So they take radiation level one. Cool. Uh, give me 1d4. Uh, up is three. Three. So yes, for the next three rounds they are irradiated. They are sickened. Yeah, so they're sickened. So everything's at minus two for them, including initiative rolls. But that was our surprise attack, so now we're into combat actual. Yeah, now we're doing it properly, and I think we've got a higher initiative, so we get to go again. You're now into conventional combat. Okay. All right. Rider's going to do the Akira motorbike slide with the Leica 7 and skid back towards mm. them. Yeah. <laughs> so you're putting your action into piloting. Can I have a piloting Certainly. Role? To do that thing you said. <laughs> piloting is 13 plus 23. 33. Yep, it's a good roll. With the ship's engines blazing, you slew the ship around in a perfect handbrake turn to bring yourself directly behind Fortune Nimurai, which at this point is still drifting sideways because they haven't had enough chance to uh, right the ship yet. Mm. Okay. So you can see the giant engine of this ship directly behind you. That's the conventional engine, isn't it? The what? Then. It's their normal engine, it's not the jump engine sort of thing. Their jump engine is just a factor of their normal engine. There's no special ports for it. Okay, yeah, cool. That that part of it is knocked out anyway, and you know that from... Yeah, it's just I, I wanted, like, just an A-firm on that before Radar says, Right, hammer that engine, Ryder. 
radar's going to try and thread a nuclear missile through it. <laughs> wow. You guys are brutal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. It's almost like we're sort of taking out our frustrations on something. Hmm. You spend one week in the Beskarium, and all you want to do is kill things. This is why V is how they are, but... RJ, that's a nat 20. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, nat 20. Oh, uh, shit. Give yeah, me the nat number. 20, uh, that would be 32. I mean, that's 32. a crit, isn't it? There, yeah, auto hit. it's yeah. a crit, and obviously it beats their, uh, their shields. Uh, oh, so it just goes, this is just straight hull damage. Yes, at this point, oh, that dear. hit, no matter, like, unless you do less than six damage, you've you've used up all the shields, so oh, we're into regular ship HP at yeah, this point. Yeah, um, so with crits for ship damage, uh, is it still doubled? Uh, unless there's anything special for nuclear missiles There's, there, there's nothing in the, in the Star Jammer page about it, it's just they have a radiate. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you've already caused a radiate, so that doesn't stack, yeah. unfortunately, but... Yeah, uh, right. you do do all the damage from a nuke, though, so begin rolling. <laughs> all, right. all the damage. Do you want me to add these up? Yeah, four. Mm -hmm. Seven. Seven. Eight. Eight. Seven. Seven. And five. And five. And does that do anything extra because it's... Um, Calculate all of doubled. that, then double it. Okay, 4 plus 7 plus 8 plus 7 plus 5 equals 31 times 2 is 62. 62. That's 62. nearly the equivalent hull damage of the entire Leica. Luckily for the Fortune Limerite, it's a slightly bigger ship and a slightly more hull. Yeah. But suffice to say, oh, another reflex roll from the pair of you. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Oh, uh, Radar only got eight on the dice, so with his Ooh. reflex, eh, with his reflex, that is 20. Nope, that's his ranged uh, attack. Yeah, so... Sorry, it's 17. Oh, go on, what's, what's actually... Oh, I got 17. I got 20, there you go. Ryder, you just about shield your eyes in time. Radar, you have to tactical squint. Yeah. You're almost blinded for a second, but you just... Like, you know that thing where you stare at a lamp for too long and you've got, like, the the, the echoes of it? Yeah, like the afterlights. On your eyeballs? Yeah. yeah, you've got that going on for a couple of minutes, but only in one eye, because the other one has a automatic aperture. Yeah. And I don't know what happens to cameras if you point them at light bulbs. You take no actual damage or penalties from it, but it's just mildly irritating for a bit. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what's the effect on the light eye? Yes. The Limerite is pretty fucked. Like, the second nuke, their their shields haven't had a chance to absorb any of the damage from it, and their shields are now, as you can see, completely non-functional. So that second nuke has blown a crater-sized hole just ahead of the starboard side. We literally fired it up the tailpipe, so... Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, nukes aren't particularly super accurate. You've hit the back of it, basically, and you've blown a massive hole in the back side of it. The ship also has two rearward control fins. It has one rearward control fin. <laughs> the, other, the other one has been essentially melted into nothing, and what's left of it is now debris that's so snapped off and floating away. You blew its bum off. I did blow its bum off. You have caused significant damage to it. Their engines 
have what looks like some some kind of electrical fault going on now because you can see there's sparks and okay uh, the the normal glow of their engines isn't nearly as bright as it was when you first approached them yeah and now it is the turn of the fortune limerai <laughs> who has been very well well and truly tangoed at this point oh absolute tangoed yes okay so the fortune limerai after the, the aftermath of your attack the ship slowly begins to bring itself back into a straight line the engines look like after a couple of seconds of flickering and operating on reduced power they slowly come back into action but the damage to the outside of the ship remains and the you can see through the massive hole that your nuke has blown in it right into their engine bay almost <laughs> a lot of the mechanisms and reactors and wiring and pipework is all exposed and some of it is like venting steam and sparking things like that mm. You can tell that they're also making an attempt to uh, deorbit at this point. They're bringing themselves into line to come down on planet Oncalo. Not if we have anything to say about it. Oh, they'll be coming down on it, all right, just in pieces. And then... Well, we have to inspect those pieces first. Yeah, I would like to grab their transponder as evidence of the job done. Mm. Hold on to something, Radar. I think they're about to... <laughs> I think they're about to... <laughs> Yes, what they're about to do is they return fire, and they return fire from two of their weapons. So on their roof, you can see at the forward section, there is a large, like, dual cannon, which has rotated to face directly at you guys, and has unloaded a solid beam of light, which has Ooh. been directed from both of those barrels towards the Leica 7. However, it then deflect off your shields without any damage. We shraved out the way. <laughs> Radar's just had a nasty uh, idea in that brief second. Th Their rear turret, however, has unloaded what looks like a cluster of uh, tiny missiles. It's a swarm like, turret. Uh, yep. It's a swarm turret, and yeah. each of those missiles, as they approach you, has then split off into an even larger cloud of really, really tiny missiles. Like, no bigger than, I don't know, a stick grenade. Wow. And some of them impact your shield and explode harmlessly. However, some of them get through. It's like, pocket sand, but in space. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in retrospect, it is pocket sand in space. But what it is, is a... Uh, if you give me... One of you can give me an engineering roll in the next turn to work out exactly what it is. But whatever it is, it does... Break through your shields. Ah. And then the damage it does is... About a stick grenade's worth? Seven. We take seven. seven. We are down You take seven damage. 58 hull points. All of seven damage, yes. So that's not on the shields, that's on the hull. I'm imagining it just, like, overloads the shields with a sheer amount of projectiles that are slamming into it at once and then, like, two get through. <laughs> Yeah, or they're like yes, ticked in something a, that just penetrates shields or some stuff. I don't know. It's sci-fi. It's attrition weaponry, basically. Yes. So from from your vantage point, because they were aiming directly at the uh, the bridge, you can see that the way it works is it's basically firing a cloud, and the first ones that impact overwhelm your shields, and then when your shields are overwhelmed, the rest of them can just about make it through. But the downside to it is, unless they're firing at a ship that has no shields, only the small amount get through, so only does a small amount of damage. Right. So what's our shield rating currently on the front? 
Uh, your shield rating is still 60. Right, it hasn't, impact, hasn't damaged your shields at all. It's yep. just the way that it works is that it bypasses them. And are they facing us now? They're not. You came in behind them, and they use their action. They use their piloting to bring themselves straight, and they're moving right. away from you now towards uh, Planet they're, Carlo. They're trying to. <laughs> uh, I mean, they made their piloting role, and their engines are still functional. So hmm. they're clearly on reduced power and reduced speed, but no. they're moving away from you. However, it is now your turn again. Okay. I want to try and disable one of their engines so they have asymmetric thrust, which is a death sentence in space. Uh, it's even more of a death sentence because the uh, Fortune Lurite only has one engine. Oh, it's only got one big one left. Okay. It's um, got yeah, one. Uh, it, no, it just only has one big fuck off engine. That's just how they built oh, okay. it. Okay. Well, she's going to um, maintain pursuit, maintain heading. Um, can I do some evasive maneuvers to counteract? any impacts that are coming in in the next turn. It's called Evade. The ship moves up to its speed and can turn as normal, but it gains a plus two circumstance bonus to its armor class. Okay, piloting. Piloting. Mat 20! Ooh, that's some good piloting, boy. Yep, for 40 overall, if that matters. Plus three from the Leica. Plus three from the Leica, 43. That's a big number. Big numbers. That's big numbers. We are level 10 now, so they will be big numbers. Uh, Flavour it for me. How how do you do evasion? So yeah, I imagine Riders just like <laughs> pulls the uh, flight sticks back and she does like a sort of barrel roll slew, just dodging out of the way of this laser beam as it tracks her the whole way. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you flip the Leica up and around into a, a long, sweeping barrel roll. Are you going to do it around the ship so you go up and over them and in front of them? Or are you just doing it behind them? Just doing it behind them because I want to um, open up with the chain cannon into the exposed engine bay again. Okay. Uh, if any of them could see that, they'd be like, fuck me, that's cool. But they can't because they're in the bridge. But It's fine. Ryder does. Ryder's used to not being seen when she does call ship. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, Radar. Radar's going to fire one of his three remaining nukes at that turret that did the overwhelming thing. So, yeah, he's going to aim for the chain turret, and he's going to... We've got no nothing on the damage readout for, from that hit, other than a, they scratch the paint sort of thing. Oh, in terms of damage, yeah, they've, there's this minor hull damage to the front. There's seven's worth of hull damage, which is nothing breached, but there's some dents. Okay, that's fine then. Yeah, how many nukes does the Leica have? So, the Leica can only fire five before she has to reload, which means you need ten minutes outside of starship combat to re reload, recharge, rebuild, whatever. Okay, so you've used two nukes so far. This is your third nuke. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're aiming it for the... The chain uh, cannon, I think, just has infinite ammo. Roll... Yeah, it, it's called limited fire. The micro-missile has it as well. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, radar, you have nuclear missile. Make use of it. Yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna light the wick and see what happens. Uh, that is. Oh my god! Is he just like stand up in his chair with like a cigarette lighter and just like click click click? click, click. It's just like <laughs> shit. I'm out of fuel. <laughs> yeah, uh, twenty three to hit. Twenty three. Ooh, doesn't quite meet their armor class. Ooh. Which is interesting because now I have to imagine a scenario where a nuclear missile goes off next to an unshielded ship and somehow it doesn't take damage. Because so Starfinder mechanics. I mean, it's it's impact, so it just misses and just flies off 
into space towards the planet. I don't know. Flies off towards the planet. <laughs> no, it's gonna be it's gonna be someone's problem in about ten thousand years. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, yeah. It, so you fire your missile, but uh, the targeting system's being confused by the debris from the Fortune Limray. So your missile like whizzes past the turret, whizzes past the bridge, yeets off into uh, <laughs> space, and then yeah. slowly gets captured by the orbit of the the planet uh, on Carlo. And just remains yeah, in orbit around on Carlo. Oh God! Uh, are you yeah, familiar so with the Kessler that, syndrome? Yes, yes, I am familiar with Kessler <laughs> syndrome. Um, I think uh, in my head, I think the reason we all missed is because Ryder pulled that maneuver, so we're all just a little bit wrong-footed and just trying to realign. Yeah, makes us harder to hit. It's not a complaint. For my own personal amusement, I'm going to get a fortitude roll from both ships. Because this nuclear missile is now just whizzing in orbit around this planet on about the same uh, orbital path as you two. Be a reflex then. Wouldn't it be a reflex to get uh, out of the way? It's reflex you want to dodge it, or it's fortitude if you're just lucky that it doesn't hit you. <laughs> well, let's go with reflex because we're both better at that. Uh, yeah, I'll allow for I'll allow for reflex, but if you do have to avoid it, then because if you're rolling for reflex and you're basically gonna have to keep avoiding it every turn. Yeah, but so do they. How fast is it going around the planet? And, and they don't move <laughs> very well. This is a nuclear missile. This this planet is thirty-four miles in diameter. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not it's not very big. You know. That's a tight orbit. Oh well. Yeah. It's got a very strong gravity. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> it's a planet the size of London. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's a good analogy. It's about a planet the size yeah. of London, but in a ball. In a ball. In a ball with a nuclear missile haloing it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh god, if we finish off and we're like, we've done it, and then this nuclear missile just smashes into us. <laughs> oh no. Uh, radar, I think you missed. Uh, yeah, sorry, it's a little yeah, bit. Yeah, uh, you haven't missed. It's alright, I'm trying to reacquire. Alright. Can you warn me if you're going to do that next time? No. Okay. <laughs> right, it is the turn of the Fortune Limeray. Shouldn't be expecting it by now. We've never done this before. Sure we have. Oh, wait, no, that was V. Sorry, yeah, ignore me. V. Yeah. I'm not V. I'm, yeah, sorry. I'm distracted. <laughs> All the blood's rushed to your head from uh, doing that manoeuvre. So the Fortune Limeri, their engine lights up back to full power, basically. Whatever they've done, they've managed to get what's left of their engine back into functional status. They still don't have drift drive, but they do have real space drive, and... They are beginning to book it downwards toward Pentacolo, and from their trajectory, it looks like they're heading towards the fueling point that was on that beacon that you saw earlier. Yep, making a run for it. Yep. Simultaneously, they're opening up on you with everything they've got. <laughs> so, unsurprisingly, they are retaliating. Panic firing. Uh, yes. Again, their uh, their plasma cannon, like blasts a beam of light from both of those ports up towards the Leica 7 and again it deflects off your shields because it just doesn't seem to have the power to penetrate it. I like to imagine Ryder's avoiding it this time, like it's tracking her the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean you were doing a, a, a tricky manoeuvre to avoid being hit so mm. yeah, they fired at where you were a second ago, which is a rookie error. Space invader uh, syndrome. Once again they're firing their micro-missile battery at you 
Uh, however, this time, none of them managed to actually hit or penetrate your shield. So the cloud of tiny missiles is streaking towards you. Some of them catch just against the edge of your shield. Most of them just fly straight past. Uh, I'm going to have to keep a list of all the shit that's just floating around this poor planet now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they're also opening up you with a third weapon. The belly which, gun. Yeah, which fucking misses. <laughs> what was it? Another beam? It, was a, it was a one. Good job, you bellens. What was it? A beam, beam laser? It was another beam laser. This one looks like it's a bit more stout. Like The, the beam looks a lot more powerful than the, oh. uh, the top one. However, it zaps fucking nothing. In fact, you know what? They fire the plasma laser, it streaks straight past you and hits some of the micro-missiles that also missed you, and then that sets off a chain reaction that blows them all up, so I'd have to keep track of them. Too slow, fuckos. Mm. However, they are booking it down towards the planet now, and they're booking it at the, the fastest speed they can manage. Okay. Uh, their ship is a bit wobbly on its axis. They've lost one of their rearward stabilizers that you guys nuked off earlier, so... <laughs> It's clearly having trouble maintaining a stable flight, it's but it's shaky. just about doing yeah. it. Yeah. Right, Ryder. Fuck him up. I know. It is your turn again. Yeah. If we can take out their engine, they'll burn up in the atmosphere. I don't think there's an atmosphere down there, but either way. Well, whatever. They're not going to be able to stop. Yeah. From the broadcasting you saw earlier, this planet has a base atmosphere. There's breathable air. What? It's shielded to prevent further asteroid impacts, and that shield is also... Keeping, keeping a, atmosphere in. a basic yeah. atmosphere in. All right. If it's got um, a lot of mass, it, it could have an atmosphere. Just holds it in place. That's but yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, should get right on their tail again and um, and open up with the chain cannon. That's yeah. our turn. Radar will use the fourth nuclear missile um, okay. to try and hit that swarm turret again because he really doesn't like it. No, go for the engine. Okay, you aim for the engine then. Yeah. If I miss, then nothing happens. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he'll aim for the engine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, roll for all those things you said. So, yeah, chain cannon from Ryder, nuclear missiles from Radar. This is your fourth nuclear missile, so you've only got one left after this. Yeah. No, you're a reload. <laughs> Imagine there's like some sort of robotic um, reload system, but it takes a while because it's quite old and V hasn't changed it out in a while. It's like an autoloader from a thing, so they've got to go through like a rat race of fucking whatever to get back in the yeah. system. Yeah. Yeah. And it has to happen out of combat as well, so you'll have to disengage yeah. them for a bit. Yeah. Can't reload in uh, combat. So, that is a 19 plus my range attack of 10. So, 29, 29 to hit. 29, and you're aiming for what? The engine. The real ah. engine. Yep, you penetrate their... Sh their uh, well, I was going to say you penetrate their shield. You penetrate their lack of shield. Yes. And, again, another volley of small craters opens up in the side of the engine as you blast into it. Can you give me a damage roll? Sure. So we need these dice. So mm -hmm. one, three, four, four, two, and four. Which is? 18 damage. 18 damage. Okay, yep, they're down but not out. The small craters you've opened up, the engine again dulls slightly as uh, the power output seems to have been reduced. You've torn another series of holes in the side of it and it's not very happy anymore. It's sparking, there's even more steam and reactor juice and fuel leaking from it. <laughs> they are at this point 
starting to enter the planetary shield and the thin atmosphere of Goncalo. They're more or less heading towards the uh, what you can now see is the landing pad for a small refueling station. It's been built into uh, almost like a, a, sh a shallow cliff <laughs> at the uh, the rocky outcrops of this planet. They could land there. They might miss it. It's kind of hard to tell at this point because their engine is operating. Got a malfunctioning engine. Yeah. <laughs> and they're still operating with only a single stabilizer. They're in the the, the grey area between landing and crashing. Let's say. The Radar, are you, going to, are you going to show mercy to this poor ship? Uh, Radar's actually going to configure this nuclear warhead for a half-second delay. So it will impact and then go off half a second later, and he's going to try and thread it into the open sparking bit. So it detonates inside the vessel. Wow. Oof. No mercy. We've got to do this to get V back. Fatality. Anyway, here we go. Yes! What'd you go on? I got 20! Natural 20! Again, the second one! Oh! And the numbers. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> D8. 8. 7. Uh, you can stop there. Their engine's destroyed. <laughs> yes, that, that last nuclear missile slews directly into the back of their ship. There's a half second wait, there's a little ticking clock, and then another blinding flash of light reflex rolls, and... <laughs> No, that's good, because it's a fucking nuclear weapon. It's overpowered. Yeah. You want to give the crew reflex rolls. It's, oh it's not overpowered. It's more just you're, you're firing nuclear missiles at very close range, so you have to, you're going to have to keep... Yeah. Either you start tactical uh, dabbing in advance, or... Radar does not reflex out of the way, at least not with a 12 total. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got 25. For my I imagine way. he's, like, staring it in by eye. Yeah. That one was manual. Yeah, Ryder, you're fine. Radar, the, the blinding flash of light illuminates the cabin of the Leica 7. Ryder sort of ducks down out of the way to avoid being blinded, but Radar, you are temporarily at least back on the Vescarium after downing far too much Vesk alcohol. Uh, and you temporarily can't see. Uh, oh. Don't look at nukes, kids. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have steered that your one in manually. Oh, what happened? Your optician will not thank you. Okay, Radar. Did you I, talk? I don't know. I looked right at that one. What happened? What's the effect? For fuck's sake, I told you to duck when you fire in those things. I had to make uh, sure I hit. Well, I mean, you hit them. They're going down. Are they? And they are going down. Ryder, what you can see is that last nuclear missile has fully eviscerated the engine on this ship. Most of it has just been reduced to an absence of engine. It's just a smoking, glowing hot crater of molten metal and wiring. The actual engine itself is mostly gone. The what, What's left of it, like the light dims and fades out. Shortly followed by most of the lights across the rest of the ship. Before you can see just at the front of the bridge, there's a, a small low-powered emergency lighting kicking in. The ship is at this point unpowered. Their engines are destroyed. And they're coming in very hot towards this small refueling station. <laughs> towards a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Start filming. We need evidence. Uh, I mean, it's still their go, so... I'm going to see if their pilot can... Can glide. Glide is optimistic. Basically come off at this point. Pretty much. Turrets 1 and 2 remain. Turret 3 is gone. The rear engine, mostly gone. 
no engine power, and no wings equals tumbling missile. It's just about got one wing left, because what you've removed is basically the side and the back of it. Oh, okay. So it's got... Yeah. The engine's gone, but just about some of the framework is holding one of the rear stabilizers together. The ship is also on fire from the rearwards back, because it just is. It looks cool. Uh, it's flying in the way that bricks don't, essentially. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, you can see uh, you're out of combat at this point as well. Or as one of you can see, the ship is tearing through the air. Bits are still coming off the back of it, like chunks of chassis and engine and stuff like that. It streaks downwards to this refueling point, impacts one of the platforms, begins scraping and sliding its way along, like off the edge of the platform, down onto the snowy bank below, continues sliding, like smashing rocks and bits of uh, out of the way. Uh, it continues for like at least a mile of just tearing itself apart as it like, grinds slowly to a halt, like lights flickering for a second and then finally dying out at a low level on the planet's surface, maybe a mile past the fuel station it was trying to land at. <laughs> wow. Okay, Rudd is going to slow the ship down above it, very slowly take us down, and keep the chain cannons locked on it in case it suddenly bursts into life. <clears throat> oh no, this ship is not bursting into life. It has no engine, and it has mo no most of a ship. Like, it, that, still has, it still has guns on it, though. If you cut the head off a Viper, it can still bite you. Uh, it's unpowered as well. It's lost no. all power. Like, this this is an X ship. Remember when the Leica landed at Tur? Yeah. It's worse than that. Yeah. Okay, uh, in that case, she'll just um, very, very um, unceremoniously plop down next to it. No, 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 no. Radar will see her doing that and he'll say stop. What? Let me do a scan, see if there's anyone left alive first. Uh, sure. Yeah, give me an engineering roll. Uh, that is 28. Uh, okay, you take a, a minus of 10, because you're doing this from muscle memory, because you can't fucking see anything. Oh, am I still blind? <laughs> yes. Uh, you're going to be blind a... for at least 10 minutes. You looked oh, at a shit. nuclear missile explosion. You, you directly just, watched a nuclear warhead go off. Just, just hover here for a bit till my eyes come back. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that would have continued through combat, so out of combat, either rider, you can, like, uh, get out of your seat and give him some heals to... Restore the gift of sight, or you can just wait around for ten minutes. Fuck's sake, radar, come right. here! Yeah, Ryder like puts the ship on autopilot, leaving it hovering above um, the downed Atlante vessel, and goes over and I don't know, like rubs radar's face yeah, to bring his eyeballs back into <laughs> into action. Do me a favor. There's a button under the robot eye. It's like a reboot. Can you tap that three times? Uh, what this one? Yeah. Bam 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 bam. <laughs> Damn Windows thirty. It is now safe to turn off your radar. <laughs> okay, yeah, so she'll go, she'll go down to the med bay and get some to my drops or something. <laughs> that is a 9 plus 12 for medicine. <laughs> Fucking trying Anyone. to get Coyote eye drops. Yeah, that's good enough. So you, you, you dip some eye drops into his eye, you rub the cyborg one and press the, uh, the reboot button, and eventually radar your sight is restored. So the oh. robot eye comes back in first, and then the uh, the biological eye slowly follows. Uh, Rhoda's like, hey, Coyote, what? how many fingers am I holding up? And she just flips one, off. and it's the middle <laughs> one. <laughs> mm. 
He said it's like a reflex. He's not even actually looking at this point. He just knows. He just knows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's done that joke before. Yeah. Uh, oh, thank you. Right. And what was the outcome? Did we get them? Oh, Rick they're stands very up and, and looks at as a thing. Oh, they look yeah, she good. like indicates over her shoulder down at them. Yeah, you can see down there the broken fortune limeri, like. Uh, the, the carcass is uh, still like laid at rest at the bottom of this uh, cliff. There's a massive trough carved behind it down to the bedrock of uh, mangled metal and bits of debris. Uh, occasionally there's like a, an arc or a spark of power like shooting through it. The, the lights flicker for a second, but it's not moving anywhere. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, let me do a scan. Sure, and then get those drones fired up going to go down there and take some evidence. Yep. Yeah. So your your role even of 18 was good enough to do a, a base scan of the ship and oh, okay. now that you've got your eyes back you can read what it was. <laughs> yeah, the the ship is crippled. It's uh it will never move again. Like it's dead. It'd be cheaper to buy a new one than it would be to fix this one at this point. It's like, a right off, an, yeah. <laughs> only an imbecile or some with with incredible sentimental attachment to the ship would even attempt to resuscitate it. Uh, however, it has broadcast Something. Oh. As it was going down, it broadcast something. Uh, Roger, do you want to start start deciphering what that transmission was? Wait, it transmitted something? It's transmitted something. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, it's going to be a distress call, isn't it? More of these lonely bastards are going to come looking for them. Alright. Well, let's see if it's a complete one. If they didn't get their coordinates away, they won't know where to look. You can do a computer's roll. Yeah, I'll do, do a computer's roll. Yeah. You carry on doing whatever you're doing. Excellent. Are there any life signs? Uh, there are... There are now three life signs. And I'm also detecting three life signs still on board. Uh, status unknown? Well, that's alright, we've got three drones. And also yeah, we don't and how us. Alive they are. Mm. We don't know how many limbs they've still got attached. Mm. Uh, that is an 18 plus 16 for computers. Ooh. 34. 34. Yep, 34. Uh, and what, you want to try and decrypt the message they sent? Yes. Yeah. I imagine they sent it in plain text. It was directed towards the Aslanti home system. Yeah. Right. And it was Mayday Mate. That's it. Mayday Mate. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> they didn't roll very highly on it, so. That's why there'll nothing incriminating in that. They'll be able to work out the direction it came from, so. We don't know if they'd sent previous messages saying we're going to be here at this time, you know. As long as there's nothing left of this fucking thing they told us to destroy. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's head down there. Can you land us? Radar's going to head to the cargo bay. Yeah, sure. I'm just going to jump Where? back in the pilot's seat and bring us down. Where are you going to land? Next, uh, to next to them, alongside them. If there's like a flat um, piece of land next to it. I mean, you could probably land in the trough that they carved when they landed. Basically, if you imagine there's like a valley, and at the top of it is the fuel platform, which has been built into the side of it at the top. And then they've overshot mm. that, gone crashing into the valley, slid along the valley for a mile or so, then come to rest almost at the bottom. She's going to check out the refueling platform as they go past with a perception check or whatever. Uh, yeah, perception. Okay. Uh, 17 plus 15 for perception. Yeah, it's an automated fuel platform. It's not operated by any species or even by any robot on Android. It's literally uh, ships will arrive at this station, they'll pay credits digitally into it, and they'll receive an amount of fuel commensurate with how much they've paid. Yeah, you just get out and do it yourself. 
as you cruise past, you can also see. Uh, what was your total roll, sorry, again? Uh, it was, what was it, 17 plus 15 for perception. Yeah. So. Okay, yeah. So as you're cruising past, you also notice that there's a warning notice, like a large sign almost, but uh, a digital style one that's like broadcasting a hologram near the uh, the pump connection points and the metering points. And it's got right. some kind of warning on it. But because you're cruising past, you can't read exactly what it is, but there's some kind of caution notice. Um, did Radar leave his binoculars on the bridge? Uh, he tucked them away for safekeeping. But They're just, you know where he keeps them. You've robbed them enough times. <laughs> In that case, yeah, Radar's going to go to uh, the spot, pop open the, uh, the lock case, and uh, look at the, uh, the warning label and try and read it. Okay, so you're bringing the Lyker into hover near this fuel platform, just so you can read the, the warning notice. Yeah, j just pulls the nose up a little bit and just stops and hovers for a moment to read this sign. Yeah. Uh, give me a perception roll. Sure. perception. Oh, that's a 17 again. Hang on, I'll re-roll that, because that might have just been a fun roll. That's more like it. Uh, 15 plus 15. Yeah, it looks like there's a large circular symbol at the top of the warning with a, a small dot inside it and then three prongs coming off it. And then the sign beneath it says caution in every single language. So common, Vesk, Shiran, Skittermander, everything. A dot with three prongs coming off of it. Dot with three prongs coming off it. And then uh, danger, poisonous radioactive waste here. Do not dig or drill near silos. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So um, she's going to get on the comms to uh, to radar. So say, uh, hey, radar buddy. Yo, what's up? Have we got some kind of radiation suits? There's some kind of uh, rad warning on this uh, refueling depot. Uh, I mean, I I don't know. Space suits, maybe? They're environmentally sealed. To a degree. Yeah. If you give me an engineering roll. Twenty-six. 20. Uh, yeah, that's good enough. So, with your knowledge of engineering, you'd know that the spacesuits that you guys wear have a base level of radiation protection built into them. It's mainly keyed towards solar radiation, high energy gamma rays, uh, alpha and beta particle protection, things like that. So, it could protect you for a short period against higher energy nuclear exposure, but you don't know for how long and you don't know to what level. Uh this ship Go has on. been irradiated by us already, so mm. there's going to be more than normal background radiation on top of whatever this planet is kicking up. Yeah, but I don't so, know how long the irradiate factor lasts for. Thousands of years? <laughs> uh, no, because it's like a game thing. It, it goes after a while. Yeah, so what you did to them was irradiated for three rounds, of which two rounds have been used up. Yeah. Right. Uh, we're now out of combat, so they'll be irradiated or sickened at least for a period. Uh, I don't know. I think our spacesuits could give us a uh, spitball ten minutes. Why don't we just send the drones in? I'm going to anyway, but I'd like to go in myself. I'll be all right. I've had radiation right. sickness before. I got better. <clears throat> okay. Well, do you want me to stay here and, and guard mm. the ship then? Uh, it's up to you. Um, if you do stay there, can I ask you to start reloading the MLRS? I've had a pretty fucking shit day already, Radar. I don't want to die of radiation sickness on top of that. That's that's fine then. You stay here. Alright, and yeah, I will reload the missile system. Thank you. Love you! Alright. 
Just to note, really? and this is for both of you, if you do expose yourself to too much radiation, I will make your fur fall out. With all the uh, commensurate taunting that will come along with it. The last thing you want is us exposing ourselves. Yes. Uh, RJ, is there some kind of rad counter uh, that Radar could take with him? Guy could counter. Uh, yeah. I don't think the ship's equipped with one, but you could probably build one if you were to devote, I don't know, some engineering time to it. Yeah, I'll devote some engineering time to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, V yeah. spacesuit is sitting there and it hasn't been used this campaign, so you could probably rob bits off it to make a rudimentary Geiger counter. Yeah, I could do that. I'll put them back. It's only a little fallout. But yeah, while mm. that's happening, um, Bryder's going to like perch the ship down in the snow in the valley next to the the wreck. Um, okay. Maybe stay out of the furrow the ship made though, because it says no digging, and that looks like digging to me. I know. That's why I'm doing it next. It specifically says do not excavate near silos. So what you can see as well is that you remember how I said a lot of those craters had silos built into them? Yeah. Yes. So the valley you're in is between two craters, and these craters are colossal up close. Like Like we're talking like Barringer crater style sort of stuff. Uh we're talking like quarter of a mile diameter silos built into these massive craters. That's big. You, actually, you, you, you've seen this when you're coming in. So the, the V Valley that you're in, it's a V Valley between two craters, and beyond the rim of those craters, there's a, a quarter mile diameter silo in one, and maybe even a half mile diameter silo in the other. And these things are massive concrete tombs. Like, if you were to go to the top of the crater and look over, you'd be looking up for at least a quarter of a mile just to see the top of this thing like wind patterns are created by the size of these things <laughs> they don't look to have taken any damage from this minuscule ship like crashing between them okay so uh, it's up to you but yeah if you give me an engineering roll because you're going to try and build a go counter yeah. out of the spacesuit uh, that is 8 plus 17 so that's 25. 25, 25. Yeah, uh, with a 25, uh, you pull the electronics panel and the life support panel apart. So you find the system that's responsible for radiation countermeasures. And after 10 or so minutes of tinkering, you, you've built it into a, uh, a rudimentary Geiger counter. At the moment, it's reading like nil levels. But I don't know, if you want to test it by pointing it out the window towards the... Uh, the Fortune Limeray. Like, you can see it starts to, to move slightly. Brilliant. So it is yeah. working, basically. You've built a go counter. Excellent. Yeah. There's not been much movement from the Fortune Limeray that you can see since it crashed down. No, I don't imagine there would be. And I imagine if there is, they're probably just grabbing guns for self-defense. Uh, radar's also activating the three drones. Okay, yep. So the way this is going to work is you can't control more than one drone at once, and... Your headpiece that you took from V is configured for flyby, so yeah. you can't directly assume control of these drones, but you can com you can give them commands and they'll operate autonomously. Yeah. Uh, that's, so if that's you want to command them to scout or... I think the commands would be board enemy vessel, mm. eliminate resistance, search, VESC terraforming device. The three drones which have already been activated at this point, uh, they, they begin receiving your commands. You can see the little, uh, like... Uh, IO port blinking as they uh, process your instructions. The stealth drone then disappears. The heavy drone begins marching its way to the lower uh, what's it called? cargo bay door. The yeah. flying drone like takes off and begins hovering by the lower cargo bay door as well, waiting for you to open it. 
Excellent. Yep, radar taps has come. Like, We're heading out now, Ryder. We'll be back in 10 minutes. Hmm. Okay, see you in a bit. Righto. Good hunting. Yeah, you too. Good work today. And Radar will open the airlock. Yeah. Radar, what weapons are you taking with you? He's taking the Kasathan combat rifle. Yep. And that will be it. Cool. Yep. And also the laser pistol that's in his eye. Okay, yeah, you have that with you all times. So, he'll take that, and he'll also have Fly Guy with him as well. On his shot. Oh, uh, yeah, and Fly Guy can come along as well. Beep, boop. Perhaps I've never been to this planet before. No, it's irradiated, so we are. Um, we have to go careful. So, an engineer and four drones walk into a bar. <laughs> walk into a Hulk. Mm -hmm. uh, God, it is a Hulk. Yep. Yeah, so it? you landed just a bit away from the uh, Fortune Limerick, didn't you? Because uh, you landed in the crater yes, yes. that it carved when it landed. So, how far away from it are you? Uh, about hundred feet, maybe. Yeah, okay. Okay, so the cargo bay door, the lower one opens. The the stealth drone has vanished off into the ether. The flying drone and the heavy drone are accompanying you, Radar, as you walk down there, along with Flyby, who's just like doing laps around both, both of you. Yeah. yeah. Radar's going to march out with his small army. The image of Radar in a spacesuit marching through the snow with an army of drones behind him is fucking oh, sick. Is, yes, it's <laughs> fucking terrifying, is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I would draw uh, that. Does the stealth drone, you just see its footsteps appearing in the snow? Yeah. If that, sometimes you just see a tree shake and a little bit of snow like drops off it. Or you just see a rocky outcrop, like Ooh. a couple of rocks will like drop down from it. Nice. He's, got his, he's got his fucking gun. Like, like the, This thing is good quality vest cap. <laughs> but yeah, so. sorry, Jim, set sorry. the scene. <laughs> yeah. The wreck of the Fortune Limri, as it... As you saw it when it uh, when it came to a rest, you could see that there were sparks and like bits of steam and smoke emoting from it. And there's quite a lot of smoke coming out of it now. It's almost like fog. And can I get a perception roll? Yep. Uh, Ten plus P is for perception. Twenty-five total. Twenty-five. Yeah. Uh, where it's landed, you can see the snow around it has obviously some of it's been melted but more of the snow around it even further afield from the trench at carbon landed is starting to melt and turn into liquid water which is starting to run down the hill and then within the ship what was smoke is now almost like blankets of fog are starting to come out of it like thick pea super fog is uh, emanating from like the cracks and holes and blast damage of the ship. Okay. It's, it's almost forming like a uh, a curtain that's slowly expanding outwards of fog, and almost even light rain is starting to to drip from these these fog clouds, and then that rain is landing on the ground. Some it's being absorbed. Some it's starting to recycle upwards. This sphere of weirdness is centered around the center of the ship it looks like like maybe the cargo bay basically this fog bank is slowly expanding outwards like maybe like feet at a time and at the top of the fog bank it's expanding upwards as well and rain is starting to drip off the uppermost part of the fog like condensation which is landing on the ground rolling down the hill getting to a certain point and then almost starting to lift up out of the ground turning back into fog and starting the cycle again and 
this is slowly expanding <laughs> outwards at feet or so at a time, uh, and it's slowly working its way towards you, but in every direction. Radar's going to stop, mm -hmm. uh, and he's going to just, with his hand, just gesture the drones onwards, and he's going to radio to Ryder. Ryder's in the um, the MRLS turret, just um, moving robotics around and loading fresh missiles into it. Ryder. Hello. Yeah, slight development here. Um, I think somebody's casting some kind of fog spell or something. Can you do me a favour? Fog spell? Yes. What the fuck's a fog spell? Get up to the bridge and have a look. I'm in the missile... Oh, for fuck's sake. Ryder, you hear the sound of um, metal slamming, and then Ryder's like, Ow! Ow! Give me a sec. And Ryder goes to the bridge and looks out the window. Uh, Ryder. Perception. Yeah. 15 plus 7. 22. So from your vantage point, you can see down towards the shipwreck where it's landed. The holes that you tore in the ship not only destroyed most of the engine, but you can also see partially into the cargo bay. And whilst the ship itself doesn't have any power, something in the cargo bay is powered up. Oh, it's the terraforming device. Well, yeah. Ah. Obviously. Uh, I forgot why we were here for a minute. Um, you just like blowing shit up. I do. What's wrong with that? Uh, makes you forget things. And as you're looking, that fog bank swirls over the Leica and upwards okay. and outwards in every direction. And instantly you feel much warmer. Like the, the temperature on this planet was a frigid, maybe one or two degrees below zero. But it's actually feeling quite warm now. It's like it's instantly shifted up to like 15 or 16 degrees. All the snow around you has melted off the cliffs and has been trapped up in this cycle of uh, fog that's expanding upwards and outwards. Your visibility isn't that great, but it feels nice and warm and very humid, like almost like tropical. Yeah, Ryder's going to like get back on the um, the comms to radar and says, um, "That's the device, buddy. It's it's active. We need to destroy it in some way. Have you got like a bomb or something you can strap to it?" I'll, I'll be able to destroy it. Don't worry about that. It's more like. Hear me out. No, hear me out. It's a doomsday device. Secretary Australia said that. No, they... We want to destroy it in a non-conventional way. They said it was a weather-changing device. It can be used as a doomsday device. In the wrong hands, you could turn a temperate planet into a volcano-torn hellhole. Right. Or, in the right hands, you can turn an inhospitable wasteland into something livable. It's all down to how you use it. So, in a sense, it's a doomsday device in the same way that Nuclear energy is a doomsday device? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good analogy, yeah. Because nuclear energy, you can use it to destroy, or you can use it to be useful. Yeah. Uh, microwaves. You can melt somebody with a microwave, or you can use it to cook your food. <laughs> yeah. And the reason that uh, the Vesk don't want the Islanti to have it is because the Islanti would use it for bullshit. Uh, yeah. The Vesk would only consider using it for bullshit, and their main purpose was to try and make Veskate a bit nicer. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, what, is it like a few like, degrees too cold and they just want to heat it up a bit? <laughs> Vestgate is, you, you remember from the footage you saw of it, it's almost quite similar to this planet, but not quite as cold. But it's it's very tundra, it's uh, quite inhospitable. Like, uh, the Vest consider being sent to Vestgate as almost a punishment because it's not very nice to live on, it's not very warm, there's not much green or vibrancy to it. 
the reason that they were testing it on Westgate was because if it does go wrong, fuck it, who cares? If it goes right, then they don't have to keep wearing stupid woolly coats when they go there. Well, either way, Rado, that's our um, objective. We need to make sure that thing is blown to bits. Yeah, I, I know, which, which is why I want you to see if you can patch me into the ship sensors so I know if I'm going to be ambushed. I can't see anything out here. Well, you got the drones. Use them. Yeah, they're in already. I have no direct link to the drones. They're just like automata. They listen to my commands, but I can't see through them. All right, give me a sec. Rhoda's going to hop on the uh, the scanner and look for life signs and see if any are moving. Give me a computer's roll. Well, that's not great. Uh, four on the dice plus computers of 16. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Yeah, it's still showing there's three life signs, but you can't pinpoint exactly where they are. They're in the general vicinity. Are they moving? Uh, you keep watching it. Uh, you can't pinpoint where they are, but you do know they're not stationary. They're not stationary, so they are moving. Yeah. Okay, radar. Yo! Um, it's still a bit fuzzy. Probably the radiation's interfering with the readout, but there are three life signs on board still, um, and they are moving. So they're not crippled, so keep an eye out. Understood. Right. Uh, radar is going to shift the priority on the drones to eliminate all resistance first. So the stealth drone, you still can't see where it is. The heavy drone and flying drone, you're just going to send in ahead of you? Yeah. I don't know where the stealth drone's gone. It's too stealthy. It is very, very stealthy. Is it as stealthy as Ryder? Uh, the stealth drone is, yeah. You've seen the stealth drone action. No, I haven't. <laughs> that's, the, that's the point. <laughs> Badum pish. Goddamn. The heavy drone and the flying drone have moved in ahead of you, and at this point you're right up against the carcass of the Fortune Limero. Your radiation detector has gone up a little bit. You're still within safe limits, but it's climbing up the scale a little bit. Radiation's increasing. You're up against the wreck of the Fortune Limerite. You don't need to try and get in. There's basically massive holes in it. You can see directly into what's left of the engine bay. The engine itself was three stories high, bottom to top, but it's been reduced to the very edge of one of the cowlings and then just a massive hole through which you could walk basically into their cargo hold if you wanted for their engine bay. Right, he's going to very cautiously make his way towards the centre where he thinks this weather device is, because we need to get this eliminated fast. He's going to have Fly Guy stay on sort of like perimeter watch while he's doing it, so Fly Guy's going to be his eyes outwards, and he will head in, if that's okay. Uh, before that happens, Ryder's going to be on the comms, like, uh, do you want me to keep monitoring for life signs, or I'll get back to reloading the turret? It's not very exciting, I know, but do you mind if I have you monitor? I'd like to stay on comms as well in it's, case something happens. It's not a question about exciting, it's about keeping you alive. Oh, I'll be alright. Are we going to need missiles or coyote? You're probably going to need coyote first. Alright, well, I'll keep an eye out then. Okay, thank you. Yeah, stay on comms as well if you want to chat or anything, just in case anything happens. Sure, I'll keep an eye out. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you enter the uh, cargo hold and you can see in the centre of it a spherical device with bits like wires going between different parts of it and uh, it's got a series of ports coming out of it like if you imagine an old school mine like a sea mine yeah. like a load of spikes it looks a bit like that but instead yeah. of the thin spikes they're much chunkier spikes and the whole thing is uh, sort of enveloped in occasional crackles of electricity that is also making an ominous humming noise and there's a shield of uh, water that's formed around it in a sphere that's like maybe an inch 
or like 2.5 centimeters for Europeans of water <laughs> around it. Okay. The full size of the thing is about the same size as a sea mine. Yeah. Well, but beyond that, the the rest of the cargo hold seems fairly empty. There's uh, there's like a few boxes that have been smashed against the side of it as they've landed. There's uh, like spare parts, food rations. Before heading in, Radar is going mm -hmm. to look around, do a perception roll, basically, to see if there's anyone waiting for him, like if there's a trap or anything, because, you know, paranoia. Yeah, go on, roll. Use for 30. As they say. 30, that's a good roll. For perception. Yeah, there's nothing evident. The cargo base seems abandoned. It's listing at an angle, like uh, 15 degrees off fir tree. Yeah. But yeah, as far as you can tell, inside there's nothing set up. In fact, there's no signs of life at all. Okay. And does it look like the device is powering itself, or it's wired into the ship? It's powering itself, as far as you can tell. It's not. There's oh, no okay. obvious cable right. connections going to it, and it's very definitely on. Okay. Radar is going to ask Fly Guy to go in first and see if there's anyone in there. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Fly guy. Yep, uh, so you're operating flyby as a drone, so uh, yeah, yeah, flyby is like. Okay, going in. And swoops in and. Uh, Immediately explodes! You have the option to see what flyby sees, so. Okay, he'll, he'll do that then. It's a large cargo bay, if you imagine a large hangar. It's that kind of size. And in the centre of it is the weather device, surrounded by debris from the accident. Flyby does a lap. Looks around, doesn't seem to be anything in there, as far as I can tell. Like, I'll give, I'll give Fly by perception roll. Yeah, so Fly got a twenty-three, and he doesn't see any people in there. Okay. Yeah, actually, no, I tell a lie. You can see what looks like two Aslanti soldiers. They're both dead, <laughs> overtly dead. Oh man, they are jam, paste, like face down, limbs separated from body. It looks like they were both in the cargo bay when your last nuclear volley like, tore it to bits. Oh shit. So, they've been eviscerated for want of a better Would word. Would you say they have been bifurcated? Hey, it's that right. word again! No, they've been trifurcated. <laughs> Maybe more. They're in three parts. Mm. They are gibs almost. Like, dodecahydricated. They are very absolutely, positively, 100% not alive, so you don't need to worry about them. Okay. Uh, yeah, beyond that, it's just a big empty cargo bay. Okay, radar's going to cautiously move in. Yep, so yeah, you move in, sweeping the cargo bay. Again, nothing jumps out at you, nothing moves. It's just you and this giant sphere weather device with a curtain of water surrounding it. Back on the ship, Ryder, what are you up to? She's keeping one eye on the life scanner. Um, I'm guessing radar is now appearing on it. It's, uh, give me another uh, computer's roll, see if you can tune in a bit more. Yeah. She just wants to make sure that the dots aren't heading towards radar, essentially. That's a one. <laughs> oh no, Ryder, not now. Does it flicker? <laughs> the life signs machine, it was previously showing three pings that were sort of floating about because it was having trouble pinpointing them in the fog. Uh, it just fritzes out entirely. Like, it blue screens. Rudder's like tapping the side of it, like, oh, come on, you piece of shit. But no, it's, uh, it's, it's out of warranty is what it is. So. <laughs> v was supposed to repair it along with the trillions of other things on the ship that are mm -hmm. broken. V is a potato, stop blaming them for things. <laughs> 
A vegetable. A vegetable. Mm, they are a vegetable. Okay, so back to you, Radar. Uh, you're in a cargo bay that's empty on an abandoned, desolate ship. Yep. Radar is going to move in, cautiously, checking his way as he goes, to the device. Uh, how much time has he been exposed to the radiation, by the way? It's probably taken you, like, 15 or so minutes since you left the Leica, but your Geiger counter is still showing that your suit is compensating for it, so at the moment you're not in danger of being irradiated. Okay, that's fine then. But the levels are slowly climbing. Yeah, cool. Uh, he will move up to the weather device mm -hmm. and see about disabling it. Uh, so do you want an engineering roll on that to see if he can figure it out a way? Yeah, it'll probably be an engineering role, because uh, it's, it's not tech you've seen before, and it's very complicated in the way it works. Yeah, uh, that is, however, a 15 on the dice, plus 17, uh, 32. Yeah, for 32, you take a look at it, you study this device through the, the curtain of water that's almost surrounding parts of it. With all your engineering prowess, you work out that the way it works, on a basic level at least, is that it's... Uh, it's drawing power from some sort of energy source in the center of it, and it's using that power to manipulate the atmosphere around it. And it looks like the longer it runs, the more manipulation it can do. So that blanket of fog was basically it starting up, and as far as you can tell, it's basically now terraforming this planet. You can't tell who started it, whether it was started by accident or whether... Yeah someone deliberately set it off as a distraction but it is definitely active and it's just terraforming this planet yeah, yeah that's fine uh is there a way to turn it off we don't want it turned off we want it destroyed i want to i want to see if i can turn it off at least if we need to we can just take it back to the ship and throw it into a sun yeah that was my <laughs> Yeah. My next idea. Throwing suns are not garbage disposals. It looks like it can be disabled, but it'll take you some time to work out how to do it because. Uh, so basically, Vesk didn't okay. develop this technology. New plan. So it's got a phenomenal amount of energy. Uh, he's going to see if he can make it overload itself and explode. Uh, yeah, there'll be a separate engineering role, but simultaneously, you can ask a quick question. When you left the Leica, did you close the cargo bay? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Uh, How is that even a question? We've seen enough sci-fi and horror movies to know you always close the cargo bay. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. Uh, yeah, so give me that engineering roll. Yep. That is, oh shit. That's a 1 plus 17, 18. You think you know how to disable it or overload it at least, but it's going to take you quite a while. Like, there are layers to this thing. Mm. I know, it'd be like trying to overload a nuclear reactor from outside yeah. the building. Layers. Right, you could probably find a way to do yeah. it, but it's going to take you a Just while. Just get it back in the ship. Uh, Ryder, simultaneously... Whereabouts are you now, Ryder? Um, she'll still be on the on the bridge trying to get this um, life sign scanner to work. Hmm. So she'll be, like, hitting the side of it, like, come on! You hear a pair of clunks. Um, she's going to instantly, like, duck behind her uh, pilot seat and go invisible. Hmm. She knows this ship. She will understand. Like, is this a normal sound that like a seven should make when there's no one on it but her? Uh, it sounds like someone's walking on the roof. Is what it sounds like. Okay, she's gonna do a uh, life scan on the ship itself, like on like a seven. Just as you turn invisible and duck behind the counter, uh, you hear the sound of a gun being cocked almost directly behind you because someone has tried to sneak up into the Leica 7 
Okay, uh, she will use the uh, the stealth ability to um, get a look at who's uh, behind her. Then it's a Sharon. Oh, it's Sharon Bugfriend. He ain't no friend. Not for much longer. Sharon Bug, quote unquote, friend, because they're pointing a gun directly at where you were before you vanished. Um. I'm going to draw my blade and put it to their throat. Nice. Ooh, going straight for the throat. Are you going to try and hit them, or are you just threatening? Just threatening. Uh, do you say anything? Or are you doing this while invisible as well? Because that's going to be very weird for them. Yeah, so <laughs> Rhoda has just disappeared, and then she literally teleports behind them. Oh, and... <laughs> that's a personal kid. <laughs> but no, she, like, she draws her sword and just uh, places it against the Sharon's throat and just goes, Shh, easy. The Sheeran was carrying some kind of rifle, and they're like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hmm. Yeah. I don't like people sneaking on my ship, you see. Well, I don't like people blowing up my ship, so, yeah. Uh, just a job, unfortunately, and you guys are working with the Islanti, so you're easy picking as far as I'm concerned, mate. It was just a job as well for us. You didn't have to fucking destroy my entire ship for it and then hold a knife to my throat. I mean, we did. I mean, you didn't. We did. You've got a, a doomsday device on board, buddy. Do you know how hard I worked for that Look, shit? Can Radar hear all this on the comm? Well, I mean, is Ryder broadcasting no. it? No, she would have turned the comm off. This is just between her and um, her and the Sharon. But um, she will, like, turn the comm on at this point and say, hey, um, buddy, we've got, uh, we've got a guest on board. Oh? Yeah, uh, that, that, uh, that Sharon fella. Mm. Has he got any friends? Hang on. I mean, yeah, radar's going. Hold on, hold on. Uh, mm. Those clunks you heard on the roof, you just hear a third one, and then that vesk that you saw on the bridge earlier has dropped down, like, to stand on the hull of the ship looking directly into the window, and he's pointing a fairly big ass rifle directly at Ryder, who's holding the knife to uh, the Sheeran's throat, more or less. Like, from the outside through the window. He's like, I mean, Ryder's got a hostage. He's standing at very short range, but he's not going to fire because you've got a hostage. But he's yelling, Put the gun down and take the knife away from my captain. She's going to yell back out the glass, You first, mate. This is a bit weird because it's combat, but nobody's actually shooting at each other because you've got this weird Dutch stalemate going on. Oh, God, it's the, it's the Spider-Man meme, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Spider-Man meme, but you've all got guns. So well, Swords. Uh, two of them have guns, so the the Sheeran and the Vesk both have guns, and mm. again, you hear behind you, there's the clack of another gun, as oh, someone else has just landed to the bridge. You can't tell who it is, but they're speaking in uh, common, and they say, seems to me that it's three against one on this bridge, so how about you put the knife down away from the good captain, and we'll talk about this. Depends how much you want your captain to die. It's not my captain. I couldn't really care less. But I do care about leaving this uh, horrific planet and taking the weather station back to Aslanti territory, so... Well, I'm afraid that ain't happening. And what's to stop me having the risk out there, shoot you in the head, taking our captain back, and leaving? Oh. Well, we've done half of it already. <laughs> I'm going to say Radar, it's... Uh, at this point, you can probably hear what's going on on the bridge. Yeah. Radar's going to order the stealth drone over to... <laughs> Uh, Laika, and just tell it to kill anyone that isn't Ryder or me. <laughs> okay, so how are you sending it in? Are you sending it in from the outside of the Laika, or are you going to send it up through? I'm hoping to send it, like, just to the outside of the Laika so it kills the Okay, so you're going after the best. Yeah. 
Right, Ryder can handle literally everybody else in there. Yeah, um, yeah. Radar like is hearing all of this, and he simply says very, very quietly over his comm to Ryder. Starts draining down. Ryder just smiles and looks back over her shoulder at this guy with the with the gun pointing at her. Keep him talking. Okay, so looking back at them, you can see it's the, the Aslanti that was wearing the robes that you saw on the bridge initially. It looks like the three people that have survived are the three members that were on the bridge during the crash. God, you fuckers have such awful taste in clothing. <laughs> Is that to the, uh, to, the Aslanti? To the Aslanti guy, yeah. <laughs> Sticks and stones, my dear. No, I mean it. I mean, always overdressing for every single occasion. <laughs> he, he doesn't say anything, he just rolls his eyes. <laughs> She's going to uh, slowly back up so she can see both of them at once towards okay. the uh, burning hatch to the uh, the bridge. Yeah, okay, so you're moving to the side. The Vesk who's staying on the outside, he's wearing vaguely combat equipment. Nothing Aslanti about it, but almost the same as the, the captain, the Shirin, that you've got the knife to. They're not wearing Aslanti garb. They're, they look yeah. more like mercenaries. She'll take the captain with her at knife point and sort of speak back to them, sort of say... Um, you know, normally I would discuss this out in a civilized manner, but I've had a real shitty day today, so I think I'll stay right here and just watch you die. I've had a shittier day, says the captain, gesturing to like their ruined ship off in the distance. It's about to get worse if you don't shut up. I'll oh, fuck off. Why do you even want it so bad anyway? That Aslanti shithead over there is the one that's paying us to go get it. What's your excuse? Let's just say... We have a common interest against the Aslanti. So, you got dealt a shit hand in life? I don't know what else to tell you, buddy. You can see the Shirin's thinking, and then they're like, Okay, how about this? Uh... <laughs> thinking furiously. <laughs> That's fine, as long as um, it's keeping them distracted and talking long uh, enough. Okay, how about this? Dizon, put down your rifle. And uh, she's looking to the Vesk that's outside the window. And the vest, uh, that's like, wait, you what? What? He's like, no, just, just trust me. Put down, put down the rifle. Like, this isn't going to get us anywhere. And I'm pretty sure that this uh, Yosaki wasn't piloting this ship by themselves. So, <laughs> while um, this is happening, uh, Ryder's going to try and stealthily whisper into the uh, the comms, uh, just like, uh, see if you can leave the vest alive. I don't think they're affiliated with Islanti. <laughs> Okay, they didn't roll high enough on perception to hear that, so... <laughs> the the Vesk is going to very cautiously shoulder their rifle. Ryder's not going to move. She's going to keep the knife in place. The Aslanti the, uh, the is like, what are you doing? Put your rifle back to this stupid animal right now, shoot them in the head, and let's be done with this before their reinforcements arrive. Your Vesk friend and your captain are being sensible. I don't know why you're being such an asshole. Oh, wait, then, I forgot you're as lanty. And then the... Uh, be why, wouldn't it? The captain's like, yeah, can can you just, like, take him hostage instead? Because, I'll be honest, we're just doing this for the money, and we don't really want to get involved in whatever... And they're, like, like pointing back and forth. Whatever you guys have going on... <laughs> whatever uh, this is. <laughs> yeah, whatever this is, like... That's not our jam. I mean, you've trashed our spaceship, but I don't really oh, want don't... to die over it. So, okay, how about this, says the captain. My name's Mango. I'm the captain, or I guess I was the captain of Fortune Limrai. We were, like, contracted to get that weather device on behalf of the Aslanti, but it, it didn't go that great. We lost our sister ship just trying to get in there. And, and at this point, the Aslanti's like, 
Captain, shut up. Stop talking to them. Dijon, pick your rifle up and shoot this stupid Isoki right now, or I'll consider our deal null and void. I thought you only took orders from your captain, Vesk. Well, this is Lanny, shithead. The Vesk just, like, shrugs and like, looks over. <laughs> just looks over to Mango and Magdalene's like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you, Dijon. You know what? Shoot the Aslanti. Fuck it, I'm done with this. <laughs> what? Ryder's, like, beaming with a smile now, like, what? <laughs> uh... Yeah, yeah, seventeen. They're going. To, uh, uh, the Vesk, who at this point their name is Dijon, has shouldered their rifle again and aimed it squarely at the Aslanti. <laughs> Simultaneously, uh, roll initiative. Yeah, sure. Eighteen plus eleven, twenty-nine. Okay. Oh shit! <laughs> Radar's going to send a new right. command to one of the drones. Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, radar, uh, first of all, I'm going to need an initiative roll from you if you're joining in on this. Yeah. Because <laughs> there, there's oh, an yeah, order sure. to this. Yeah, no worries. Um, it's nine plus uh, his initiative of eight, so that is 17. Uh, yep, uh, we're back into initiative, but this time it is four <laughs> against one the opposite way. Uh, and oh, on top of that... That's the drone turned out. Uh, yeah, the stealth drone is in on it as well. So it is... Uh, that's his own initiative role. Uh, yeah, so the combat order is Ryder, Captain Mango, Radar, Dijon, Aslanti, whose name you don't know yet, and Stealth Drone. Okay. Uh, stealth Drone first. So do I dictate what the Stealth Drone does? Uh, you ordered it to go in there and kill everyone who was... What was your exact terminology? In this oh, there no. wasn't Radar or Ryder. Ah. Oh, dear. <laughs> So, unfortunately, the stealth drone is going to probably target... Uh, the Vesk first. It's probably going to target Dijon, yeah. Cast your mind back to the demonstration you saw a while ago. Yep. <laughs> you know what they can do to a Vesk. It's fired a, uh, a light weapon, so not, not its main cannon, towards the Vesk. And, uh, yes, it's hit them. Goodbye, Dijon. Now, no, it hasn't killed Dijon. Oh. So it's fired a series of flechettes, like metal shards, and you see them splatter into him, and then he yells, Shit, the Aslanti's got a drone. <laughs> <laughs> the chaos of war descends. Yes. The drone um... has opened fire onto the Vesk. Uh, it is caused a hit. Those flechettes have sunk like past his armour into his skin. Uh, uh, he's yelled that, and that ends your drone's turn, which then brings us in. Ryder, it's your go. Okay, so she was, like, beaming at this point, because this is the first time she's actually managed to use diplomacy to turn the tide to her favour, but then she mm. just sees the Vesk outside explode in flechette, so she's like, yay! Oh! <laughs> uh, um, at this point, Mango, uh, like, has put their rifle down, but you saw okay. your sword to their neck. Yeah, still got um, a sword to her neck. She's going to keep Mango at uh, sword point and, like, draw her pistol and fire it at the Atlante. Like, over yeah. her shoulder sort of thing. Roll. Sure. Uh, you will have to... Uh, you didn't have your weapon to hand as well, actually, did you? No, but it is unwieldy. Oh, it's unwieldy. No, unwieldy just means you don't move. Yeah, you can't move, and she's not moving. So yeah, she's not going to move. It's one-handed, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, one-handed. 
yeah, then you can you can still keep him at sword point and do all of that. Yeah. Yep, I'll do that then. 14 plus range attack of 10, so 24 to hit. Mm. On the Islanti fucker. On the Islanti. Mm. A shootout on the bridge, what I've always wanted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that beats... Uh, actually, what is that... Con- uh, your, your gun, is it kinetic or...? Uh, yeah, this is swagger. So this is like the um, the hand shotgun that fires. Okay, like pink so hold off. KAC. Pink, <laughs> pink shotgun blast, essentially. Yeah. Yes, for KAC, you beat. Roll for damage. Okay. 1d12 plus 4. This <laughs> is such a ridiculous fucking weapon. I love it. It's, great. Know, it's such a rider weapon as well. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that is a 7 plus 4. So eleven damage, pierce. Uh, yeah, eleven piercing off the Aslanti. Yep, yeah, you unload a volley from Swagger. It pierces through the uh, the robes he's wearing easily and knocks him back a couple of steps. As a quick action, can I yell over the comms to radar? Call off the drones! Call off the drones! You can do that as a free action, but it'll be radar's turn before he can communicate any instructions. Sure. Uh, next is Captain Mango, who they're kind of still at knife point. Yeah. And they put their weapon down. So, free action, they were like, if it's okay with you, random y- Yusaki, I'm going to shoot this guy now. Go ahead! Cool. <laughs> and then next turn, they're going to shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> A truce. At last. <laughs> Radar, it's your go. Right. Ra- Radar's going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Radar's not going to be able to answer. Yeah. Uh, and then he's going to get on with making... Because he's also trying to make a bomb right now. Okay, so he's not... Are you not calling off the drones? Uh, I don't know. Would he? Why, yeah, I guess if Ryder's asked it, so... Um, you can see a flash of, of gunfire coming up from the bridge as well. If he can hear gunfire, he's not calling off the drones. Um, oh, so he's going to focus uh, on... Um, the bad news instead. for Dijon. Yeah. Bad news for everyone that isn't Radar or Ryder. Mm. Well, I mean, at the moment, the drone is targeting Dijon because they're the closest. First target. Yeah. Okay, so Radar, you're putting your action into building your uh, anti-weather device. Device. Yeah, he's basically looking at the device, looking around, opens his coat and pulls out his one frag grenade that he made, <coughs> closes the coat, <laughs> looks at the bomb, looks at the device, apply bomb to device? Why don't you just set the device to volcano mode and then it will melt itself? Because I, like the controls are all fucked. No, the controls are fine. Uh, they're just uh, oh, you very talk- complicated. I thought they were all f- fucked because the engineer my engineering role showed me like I couldn't use it. No, you you just didn't roll high enough engineering to understand the. Oh mod- right, I don't understand what the controls are then, so I will apply a bomb. Okay. <laughs> fine. <laughs> I don't understand this. We are literally here to destroy it. So you're building an improvised explosive device uh, and starting a fight. <laughs> I'm not in the fight. You are. Probably a couple of turns to to finish building and then arm it, and then yeah. you yeah. can set it probably for a timer to go off and uh, safe distance. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's good. Uh, do you want me to roll anything? Yeah, give me an engineering roll for terrorism. <laughs> terrorism. That's thirteen on the dice. Thirty. You construct a rudimentary but very effective weapon. Nice. Bomb. I've made a bomb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's that's radar's actions. Yeah. Radars go done. That's now Dijon. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Dijon's just had a bunch of flechettes like fired into her side. 
She's going to turn around and snarl back at what she assumes was where the drone used to be. And then with her movement action, she's going to jump into a slide down the side of the ship and disappear out of your view, everyone. Okay. And then... I like this first. You've known Ooh. them for six seconds. Nat and then they fall off the like and break their legs. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That was a nat 20 to shoot. So mm. she's going for the area where she thinks the stealth drone was. Okay. She hit it. Yes, she has in fact hit it. From your perspective, you've seen this this vest jump down off the side of the ship, and then you've seen a single pulse of light streak out from off the side of the ship, impact the air floating above the bridge, and then there's been a burst of fire that's wrapped around something. One of your drones is worth slightly less to Al. It's still functional, but uh, it's taken some damage. Uh, you see for a second the the retroflective panels like flicker for a second. We've got three. That's all you see from the bridge. Dijon's turn is done. It's now the turn of the Aslanti. Should have known. You lot are a bunch of traitorous shitbags. And he's going to fire at. Uh, he's going to fire at uh, Captain Mango. Oh shit! For being a traitor yeah. to the Aslanti. Yes, he's hit Captain Mango square in oh, the chest God. with what looks like a stick. It's hit Captain Mango square in the chest and set the front of her clothing on fire. Captain Mango is also suffering burn damage now. Oh. <laughs> She's taken 17 damage from that. Ooh. It's now the stealth drone's turn. Uh, so you guys don't see this, but you do hear like another round of flechettes being fired off from something distant and angry vest noises. You know, you know the sound V makes when they stub their toe? Yes, yeah. all too Which well. Which is often... It, it's like that, but visceral. Which means that it is Ryder's turn. We're back to the top. Okay, so in one action, can I drop my gun, draw my sword, and throw a trick attack at this Aslanti um, Emmanuel person? Uh, you have recall on your sword, don't you? I do, yes. So you can just make it be in your hand? Right, I'll do that. Uh, you can drop your gun as a free action... Okay, yeah. And then you can move and attack with both your swords. Okay. Because you already had one up. You're using it to threaten Captain Mango before she caught fire. Yes, <laughs> before she caught fire. So yeah, she'll do that. Leave uh, Captain Mango and do a trick attack on a manual. With both swords. Go on, roll for attack. Yeah. 18 plus 8, which is my melee. Yes, that beats his, uh, his armor. Okay, so that's one sword. Second sword. Mm-hmm is 11 plus 8. 19. 19. The second one doesn't. Okay. So yeah, uh, let's let's say Tolerant left just slams into him. You launch yourself at this Aslanti. Your first sword seems to glance off some invisible barrier just before it comes up to his throat, but your second sword fully slashes across his chest and cuts a nasty gash through his robes and him. So uh, what was your damage roll for that? Watch So... Dueling sword, tolerant left, 1d10 plus 11. But for trick attack, it does more. 6d8 on top of my damage. Go on. Base damage is 1d12 plus 4. So that all is that. 3 plus 4. So that's 7. Okay. And then all and of the whatever. Yeah. Plus 68. So 6, 8, 5, 8, 8, 8, and 6. Boom. 
He staggers back, there's blood dripping from the slash wound and the uh, the blast holes in his chest. He's not out, but he's definitely looking unwell. And now there's an angry Yosoki Otter bearing down on him with a particular dislike of Aslanti. <clears throat> it is a bad day to be Aslanti. Yeah, it's Aslanti <laughs> versus Yosoki. And yeah, there's another quick action. Radar, call the drones off! It's now Captain Mango. She is going to stop, drop and roll to extinguish <laughs> or attempt to extinguish the fire. But that takes up her entire action, basically. And uh, she says, fuck, fuck, shit, fuck, ow, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Insurance. That's that Which sound, translates to... <laughs> Which translates to Shirin noises. <laughs> what was the name of that Shirin that you guys met at the Shirin party? Oh, yeah, Steve. Steve, that was it, Steve. Good old Steve. I miss Steve. What happened to him? He's in prison. He's in prison. Yeah. He's still in Kasarthan prison for piracy. He's still in Kasarthan prison picking up the soap, yeah. Sheeran had very short lifespan, so he's probably going to die in there. Oh. Why, oh, he was a space pirate that tried to kill us. He was a space pirate and he did try to kill you. Radar, it's your go. Radar's making a bomb? Yep, you've made a bomb. Radar is applying the bomb. Describe how. Find very, very, very important looking spinny energy bit. <laughs> it doesn't have one, it's just a sphere. Like, you see crackles of energy going across it, and there's a curtain of water that's surrounding it like an orb. He's gonna make an engineering roll to see where to apply it. <laughs> yeah, go on. Have you tried putting your hand in the crab hole? I'm not putting my hand in the crab hole. 31. <laughs> With 31, you know that you should absolutely not put your hand in the crab hole. Putting your hand in anywhere other than the central console bit would probably end up with it turning into mush. Yeah. <laughs> this thing terraforms planets. Don't put your hand. Don't in put it. your hand on the gravel. Okay. The the only the bit you can safely touch would be the command console. It's the only bit that isn't covered in water. He'd like to make a computer's roll on that to try and get it to open up. As I say, you can do that, but that'd be the rest of your turn. Yeah, that is thirty-six. Yeah, for thirty-six, you look at it, you realise that there's an there's a master release that would open up that console and expose all the control mechanisms inside. And adding that to your engineering role, if you were to strap the bomb to that and blow it up, that would disable the machine. There'd be nothing controlling it, it would just go into a complete runaway reaction that would You know how I said this could be used as a doomsday device? Oh no. <laughs> uh Right. <laughs> but you would know that that wouldn't happen immediately. You, if you set an appropriate timer on this device and you got an appropriate distance away, you could probably safely detonate this thing. We'll do that then. You will destroy the planet, but as you know already, it is a non-occupied planet. Nobody lives here. Nobody lives here. I mean, it's a nuclear waste repository. If, if there were people like shit. innocent people living here, then you'd think twice. But there isn't. <laughs> mm, so. That's good. That's an appropriate reaction to have. <laughs> I mean, this is this is going to be someone's livelihood. Someone's going to lose money, but that's about it. I'm sure yeah. it's insured. On that point, this is a free action that everyone hears. In the distance, there is a blaring klaxon that started to wail. It seems to be emanating from the main fuel platform up the valley that you guys have parked in. And it's being broadcast again in every single language in turn. But the gist of it in common, at least, is... Caution. Permafrost cooling system above safe temperature. Waste storage temperature rising. Immediate meltdown risk. Contact. <laughs> it's not Shit. even me doing it now. <laughs> Ahoy hoy everybody. Cypher here, aka Ryder, and once again thank you for listening to Cosmopunk. If you're still listening and you like what you just heard, why not tell your friends about us? That'd be really cool of you. And if you really like what you just heard, why not buy us a Kofi? 
Links to our Twitter, Kofi, Discord, and all of the other places you can listen to this podcast are in the description below. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be seeing you all in two weeks' time. Till then, shoot straight and roll high.